Hello there, and welcome to The Glorious and the Mundane. I'm your host, Christy Knuckles. I am so excited to be launching this podcast. This has been a dream of mine for quite some time, honestly, a dream that I hadn't really voiced to very many people. So I'm having so much fun with my team, just pulling it all together. I have an incredible lineup of guests. In fact, I feel so honored to get to actually call a lot of these guests my friends. Some of them I get to see more often than others, but the idea is conversations that will inspire you right where you are today, doing whatever it is you're doing. I wanted to give you a little bit of background, though, behind the theme of the podcast. And for some of you who don't know me well, just to kind of give a brief synopsis of where I've been, you probably know me, if you know me, as a Christian artist or maybe a worship leader that you've followed through the years. But for those of you who don't know me, I am a preacher's kid from Oklahoma. I'm the youngest of three. I'm the only girl. I met my husband, Nathan Knuckles, when I was 19, and we've been making all kinds of music together ever since. Early on, we formed a worship band with our friend and fellow worship leader, Charlie Hall. We were called Sons and Daughters back in the day. It was in these early recordings, in fact, that we would get connected to Passion Conferences, which we've been a part of now for the past 20 years, which is hard to believe. In 1999, though, Nathan and I formed a band called Watermark. And we made five or so records during that season. But by that time, we had two children. Then our son Noah was about five, and Ellie was about three. And I came upon the age-old dilemma that every working mother comes upon at one point or another. How am I going to do it all? I also knew in my heart of hearts that I was exhausted. I wasn't present in any way, shape, or form during that season, but honestly, pretty scattered across tour dates and album recordings and life at that time, we kind of call it the blur. But after a lot of prayer during that time and meeting with people that we love and who love us, in 2005, we decided for me to come off of the road completely for a few years, or maybe forever. We actually didn't know at the time. I remember that Christmas, my family, we were all gathered at my parents' house, and my dad sometimes will have all of us kids kind of go around and give a family update of sort of where we're at. And I remember sitting on the couch that year and bawling as I expressed my fear of coming off the road, of possibly losing the platform and the fan base that I had worked so hard to build. It was a scary decision. But still, after all this time, thinking back on it, I stand by it. I stand by that decision, and I know it was the right thing because it really did help me reorient my heart and my priorities, and it gave me time to explore some truths and let God teach me some things that would literally change the trajectory of my life. During that time, I met a really inspiring lady named Terry Price. Terry is a mother of nine children. She's an amazing wife to her husband, Bobby. She's a home educator, and to top it all off, she's a songwriter. I remember sitting with Terry one day and asking her through tears, how do you do it all? And in her wisdom, she looked at me and said quietly, you invite the glorious into the mundane. And she began to tell me how she would pray and write songs on the laundry room floor. And she told me how she'd hold up her kids' socks and she'd pray for where their feet would take them. She'd hold up their little underwear, praying for purity over their lives. I sat there with tears streaming down my face with such hope, hope that I didn't have to compartmentalize my world anymore, 
but it could somehow all be one big, beautiful thing. The marriage, the motherhood, the ministry, the music, it could all mesh together, and I could find just as many God-breathed, glorious moments in my laundry room as I could on stage, leading people in worship. For those of you who know my music, you know that I did go on to write more songs, three more records, solo records, under Christine Ogles, in fact, since the Watermark days, and they're all packed with these truths that came along in that time, in that journey, in this newfound love for looking for God in the midst of the most ordinary mundane things. And all of a sudden, instead of whining about not having time to write songs, I begin writing songs over the kitchen sink or in my minivan in the carpool line. In fact, there's a song called Wonderful on my record appropriately titled Into the Glorious that I started on the way to the grocery store and literally I finished it on the way home. It's kind of this praying without ceasing type day, an open heart or an open dialogue with Jesus all day long instead of trying to put everything in individual silos, it just kind of became one long conversation. And songwriting became the same way. Mothering became the same way. Do we need to take time to sit still? Totally, yes. But what I've learned is that the sitting still sort of sets the tone so that when you do get up and start moving and having to get everything done, you're in this different heart space and a different head space than you were before. The hope is to trust God deeply with the big things, and even still, find Him intricately wrapped in the small things, too, and ultimately, that you know that He's with you, closer than you even know. If there's anything those four or so years of being off the road and home with my children taught me, which, by the way, we now have three, Annie Rose came along in 2007, it taught me that when God asks you to lay down something, trust Him because he has a beautiful, jaw-dropping plan that you don't know anything about at that time. You may not understand it all in the moment, but through walking ahead in faithfulness, you come to moments like these that I'm reflecting on now through a whole different lens. Looking back, it was like he asked me to close the book on my dreams in a way, putting the book on the shelf just when the story was actually getting good. But I'm so glad to say here I am more than 10 years later, and I have sort of this picture in my head right now of him taking that same book off of the shelf now in this season of my life. It's like he's cracking it open, blowing the dust off of it, and he's handing it to me with the pages falling open, and he's saying, it's time, run with it. What sweet release. But the sweetest part is that I look around and I see my children and who they are, in light of us learning painfully through the years to be present. I'm so grateful beyond words that God literally stopped us in our tracks and gave us a clear picture of what's worth fighting for as a family. He gave us this heightened sense of how fast it all goes and how important it is to trust God and not ourselves to keep us on the map or to hold up our career. All in all, it takes tough decisions actually even counterculture decisions sometimes to fight for the good stuff. And it all becomes worth it, though, because you learn to let God do the big things better than you can possibly imagine doing the big things. As you trust Him from your kitchen sink today or your cubicle at work, wherever you're at, He knows what your dreams are. He put them in there. So trust Him with them. And through even the most menial task today, See Him and find Him working powerfully on your behalf. 
It's an invitation into the glorious. So join me as I set out on this journey, interviewing some of your favorite artists, speakers, and authors. Who even knows what will happen when we get into all of this? We'll ponder some things, I'm sure. We'll cry. We'll definitely laugh. All in all, I hope you love it and that you feel connected. Y'all have a glorious day, and I'll talk to you soon.